Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Games to the Max. And we're actually doing this during the daytime, so I'm actually awake. No, I'm joking. So, this is episode 294. I'm Sean Garmer. Here with me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And, well, we got uh, quite a few things to talk about today. I thought it was going to be just Microsoft Stream and that's it. But the Game Award nominees got announced right before we were going to record. Not going to talk about all of them. So if you're an eSports fan, I'm sorry. We don't talk about that. Anyway, if you listen, you know we're not eSports people. Um, not to dismiss that at all. That is a huge thing. And we actually have an eSports uh, podcast that also is on this feed, if you haven't noticed at this point. They are, they do League of Legends, but I think he's talking about expanding to other things eventually. But anyway, we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about the Microsoft stream uh, that they had, which was actually pretty nice, being an Xbox uh, aficionado person that's been there since the beginning. It was really cool to see. And then we will talk about some other things that have been going on, but let's talk about the games we have been playing. And Mark, you have started your journey with Shimigami Tensei 5. Anything, yeah, after, uh, after Best Buy originally tried to screw me. <laughs> they originally tried to screw you. How is that? Uh, well, I didn't get a pre-order. So, like, the night it went live, or, like, released, I I anticipated doing what I did with Metroid Dread, like, refreshing Best Buy's website endlessly until it goes on sale. And it did for, like, two minutes until it sold out. So I opted for, like, an in-store pickup at a location I was going to go, like, visit, or, you know, the next day. And then, like, went to bed. This was, like, at 1 a.m., by the way. Went to bed. Right. Got up at, like, 9, because I was going to, like, leave at 10 to go to the store, to, like, basically when it opened. At, like, 9.50, I got a text going, we don't have it in stock. Uh, we may never have it in stock. Or I should say, they will never have it in stock. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. That's nice. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's so, nice to know that Yeah, <laughs> you almost got, yeah. And then Amazon was like flickering in and out. Like it's like the second it goes on sale on Amazon, dot you know instantly done. Right. Yeah, I saw that uh, later on that day too when you told me you had that edition. I was like, and you were saying I think uh, Jens wasn't awake for it. Yeah, he, he met. I was trying to yeah. frantically wake him up at like that night, but he like slept through it all. Yeah. So I basically had to end up paying a scalper. Like when uh, the thing was one twenty originally, I paid like one eighty for mine. Jeez. So it's a $60 markup. But I mean, like, A, I want that thing. And then B, like, there's okay. no... So what's so special about the having the... I mean, it comes with a steelbook case. It comes with, like, this, like, small backpack-looking thing that your character kind of wears or has, at least when in a human form. Right. Uh, soundtracks, like a demon book. I mean, dumb, but I just like that game. Or, you know, I like that franchise, so, you know, why not? Fair enough. I mean, you should definitely, if you can, always spend the most you can on your favorite franchise so you can let them know that yeah. you really enjoy that. Not that they need that. I'm sure they're, as as you said, all the stuff was selling out, so it's not like they yeah, really I mean, needed... Uh... Believe me, it was gone pretty much instantly. So, yeah, that game is uh, weird. It's basically, it has the battle system. You play Tokyo Mirage Sessions, right? Yes, I did, huh? It is like the same ba- like b- basic battle system, even to, down okay. to like elemental like tip or you know got like quick guy that goes like oh this demon is weak against force or strong against fire, which is helpful. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh 
so I'm only like two hours in. I didn't play a ton of it because I want I wanted to finish up that stupid Ender Lilies review first. Okay. That that was my uh, carrot and stick thing. Uh, <laughs> so it's open world. I haven't gotten to any of the other land masses yet, or you know other areas. Uh, but it does not run well on the Switch. <laughs> that was reports that were coming out about that, that it did not look great at all in any of the trailers, other than when they're showing cinematics, um, which obviously it's different. Yeah. It's, that's, like, that sucks to hear. And you're playing it on the TV, right? You're not playing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing so. docked. Yeah. I mean, I imagine on the uh, portable mode, it, it wouldn't be worse. The problem is, like, the game really wants you to run fast. Or you have this, like, not, I wouldn't say dash, but, you know, you can really get going. And it's like the Switch cannot right. handle that too well. <laughs> and it's to the point where, like, even after you complete a battle, you know, you have, like, a battle, re- like, results screen. Like, oh, you got mm-hmm. 50 experience and stuff like that. Like, that doesn't run good. And it's like, what's going on? Like, it should. Like, it's just, like, a screen that's telling yeah. you, like, what you got. It's like the battle tra- like the battle transition from, like, battle to main, you know, back to the regular game. Right. The game, I mean, the art style looks really good. And I think, like, if it wasn't for this frame rate issue, it'd be a really good-looking game. And okay, it's so, it's, just, so it's not that the game looks bad, it's not the graphics look bad, it's that it doesn't run well. Yeah, it, okay. like, literally is, like, hitching. It's not, like, the worst game, because that'd probably be GTA, that remastered collection. Yeah. But, yeah, it just has, like, weird inconsistencies. And it's, like, this isn't running at 60 frames per second. This is barely running, like, 30. Like, a, you know. Okay. Uh, so, like, you're only, you told me you were only a few hours in, so obviously next week would be a bigger, you'd be able to talk yeah. more about the experience, but, like, so far, I mean, have you, what have you done, or? I mean, I just I, unlocked the Demon Compendium, like, Demon Fusion, okay. uh, which I've not done yet. Uh, it's complicated. Like, this is way more complicated than, like, a Persona game. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's. That's typically the thing of why they don't like to be compared to Persona because there's a lot more intricacies. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's funny because it's, I was t- I, uh, it still has the same basic, at least at the very start, the same basic, uh, travel system as like Shin Megami Tensei 3. Like mm, it is okay. like a flat, it is like a flat map and you're like a little dot on it going between like these two like subway tunnels. And like, this is hysterical because, like, they did that back then because they had to. They had no other option, but right now they do, or they should. Uh, maybe it's yeah, a yeah. Uh, maybe it's a if it's not broke, don't fix it thing. Well, maybe it's like we just don't want to make an, make another system, or you know. Uh, but yeah, no story or like very little story so far. But that's the you know. Yeah. The Shin Megami Tensei games aren't known for that. Like the Persona games are. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I, well, I mean, they have some kind of story. It's just not the. It, it takes a lot longer to get going, and there's also like no social link stuff. Like the the right. Shin I don't know about four. I didn't play four, but like I think they are known primarily for being, being like very solo or like story light RPGs. Like you don't have like a party of plucky young high schoolers. You know, it's you got like one dude yeah. and that's it. Okay, fair enough. But I mean, it it's it's good. Uh, like I said, it's, it's almost slightly overwhelming because there's how much stuff they kind of throw at you at least initially. Like you have, you don't really have one interesting thing is you don't have equipment in the game. You don't get like, oh, I got a new weapon or I got like a new sword. All your stuff is basically relegated to, you have like miracles, which are like passive upgrades. 
and you okay. have to uh, buy them with, I think it was like prayer points or something, or glory, I think, that's actually it. And you get glory by like finding it just in the game world. Ah. So. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, has that been something that they've had in the series? No, before, not at all. Okay. Like in the previous games, if you had like an inventory or like, you know, or accessories, stuff like that. So, I mean, that sucks to hear that it doesn't run well. And I imagine someone like me or other people that like to play their game docked, that's not a uh, great news to hear at all. I mean, you might notice it less because it's a uh, obviously a smaller screen. So right, that's maybe true. But like you said, if it wants you to run fast and then it's kind of being slow, it's not. It just kind of feels like like you're in soup a lot of the time, and it's like this should be faster, but uh, it's not. That's not so that's not fun. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, well, Mark will definitely probably have more thoughts as he gets further into the game uh, by next week. Yeah. Uh, anything else besides the release that you've been? Uh, okay. thankfully, no, I finished that disaster. Okay. So. <laughs> finished that disaster. Okay. Uh, it's a bummer. Like, I, I read, I finished my review and I was reading other people's reviews and they're just way higher on it than I am. I'm just, wow, okay. <laughs> like, is it something that they just liked that you didn't? or was Yeah, it? it just clicked with them better. Like, it just didn't okay. click with me at all. And so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you're being honest. And for you, it didn't work. So, I mean, yeah. it's not like you can really... Too much about that, either. right? Uh, yeah, that's about it for me. How about you? Uh, so I've I beat Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I like that it does like uh false endings of a joke. Uh, so you know you'll be prepared for that if you play it. Uh, but um, still, I I really enjoyed that the whole just being able to get through it and everything. Uh, it really is going to be high up on my list for game of the year. I don't know if it is my game of the year. Um, quite, but it's, it's gonna be really high up there for sure. I, I just really enjoyed that game. I love the characters. When you finally get to their moments where they finally, like, say their, their piece about what they've been holding back and all that stuff, like, it really turns it into, you do definitely feel like they become a team. Like, that's the best part of it is at the beginning, you know, there are like a bunch of different people all together, a bunch of individuals all together. And then by the time you get to the later chapters, they really, you start feeling that cohesion and that making the jokes like they know each other and everything else. And it's, it like brings you in on the fun, you know, and then you also have other cameo moments as well from other characters and things like that. Um, so that's, that's nice too. So I, they do definitely, there is a, possibly a, you know, a chance that they could, um, maybe make a second one. I don't know. Um, yeah. and they, it, I, if it does well, like it seems like it's, it is going to, and we'll talk about the awards and everything else. Um, let's say, you know, it, it does well there. Perhaps that will behoove Square Enix, uh, push for it. Now let's see when we talk about the MPD, uh, because we know Square Enix's wonderful history with their Western, uh, titles. If they don't do super well, they start talking some crap about the developer or the game or whatever. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, how that goes as far as uh, Marvel's is concerned. But seriously, I would definitely invest in it and go get it if you're any kind of a Marvel's Guardians fan or Guardians fan of the comics or anything like that. I think you're going to have a lot to enjoy there. And also with uh, some of the news, we're talking about with uh, Black Friday deals. This thing's already going on a major sale. So if you're yeah, waiting for that sale, it's happening. That's when I may pick it up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It, Definitely, I would pick it up if you could. So, 
aside from that, I've gotten back into Eastward again. Uh, I was looking for something to play, especially because I need to um, like get some thoughts out on it and everything uh, for the site. And I've gotten way further in. I'm in like chapter three, almost chapter four. And the story has really definitely uh, picked up. And you can kind of tell where they're going, what they're going for there. And it's, it's, I'm really enjoying it a lot more that I've gotten more into it and that camaraderie between John and Sam and how they, their relationship, uh, is concerned. There's a really key moment where you've had to be separated from each other. You're there, but you're having to like move each one of them individually to complete puzzles. And then you come out of the dungeon that you're in. And then she gives him a big hug and she's so happy to see him. And it's just like those, those like cool moments of, oh, wow, she, you know, she's accepted him. And it's not her dad or whatever. It's a, someone that's taking care of her and like to see how they get along and everything. And some of the other characters that you meet along the way, I'm, I'm still, I think there's still at least three or four chapters of the game. Uh, but for the most part, uh, enjoying that and then just enjoying the, the gameplay, which I think I mentioned before is very Zelda. Uh, you have the little, even the little hearts like Zelda, where if you go through certain areas, it just automatically bumps a, a heart for you. You know, there's the, the gameplay that's very much the same way. Uh, I, de- I did get a second weapon now that's like a gun. So you can blast things instead of, uh, just hitting stuff with a frying pan, but there is resource management as well. So you have to, think about it that way but the thing i do like is that it never makes you feel like oh my god now i have to go and reset everything yeah. uh if you don't have enough bombs you can go back to the previous screen and the bombs will come back up again and you can just get them there instead of having to reset your entire game or whatever so uh i just thought that was uh really well done by the team there and the soundtrack is also very 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 good uh really makes me think about those old uh snes games uh, where it's obviously they're pulled from Earthbound and uh, the like. So uh, sad to see that you know this game didn't get nominated for either one of its categories. Uh, but definitely soundtrack. When we're talking about some of the best soundtracks of the year, this would definitely be in it. Oh, uh, that's kind of it for me. Those two games. I've, I've been playing a little bit of unpacking, but that I think I explained that uh, before. It's just a nice little when you want to kind of unwind and have moments to just. All right, let me just, I've gotten to the third, I forgot which year you're in, but now you've gone out of college, you've graduated to college and you have your own house for the first time. So like it goes from you're a kid and you have your own room for the first time to you're in college and then you get your first house and you actually have to go from, oh, you only have one room to, oh, I have to actually decorate or unpack the bathroom and the kitchen to then, oh man, now I gotta unpack a whole freaking house. <laughs> and, yeah. And so it's, um, it's interesting when it gets to that point. Uh, I had Anaya play and she really liked it, uh, the first two sections. Uh, we're both in the same. The one thing that sucks is you, you can't have two different people. You have to, I have to make her a profile for herself, uh, to be able to have like her own save. Cause if not, we're both working on the same one. Then we have to basically restart each one's thing or each one's, uh, puzzle every time we do it. But, it's an enjoyable game that um, I, I feel like has gotten some love, and that's nice. But all right, moving on from the games to the game awards. The nominees are out. And obviously, look, this is the Oscars of video games. This is the Golden Globes of video games, right? Like, yep. everybody's going to have – we're going to have our own video game of the year awards. Everybody's going to have their own awards. 
It doesn't well, mean we, that this is the end all be all of awards, but obviously it's important because this is the one that the video game industry sees as the official one or the one that gets the most plaudits or you want it to eventually be the the biggest one or whatever, you know. Well, it's it's only the Oscars until G four comes back and they have G four yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, they did uh, announce some of that. It, nice to see Kevin Ferrero back for Attack of the Show, uh, along with, you know, it, it did need some new blood. You don't need to just be bringing back a bunch of old uh, old folks. Like, have Adam Sessler. I'm surprised that Morgan Webb didn't want to come back. I'm uh, not. She has a real job. And also, like, I think she didn't She didn't seem to, like, really want to be in the limelight, like, necessarily. Yeah. Well, uh, she was doing stuff for Xbox for a while. Yeah, I mean, she still yeah. is at, I think, Microsoft. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you know... She's also older and probably doesn't want to have to deal with that crap anymore. Well, I mean, we saw this on, oh man, why did I forget her name now? But the, man, this is going to sound terrible. But one of the people that they showed off on the Xbox anniversary, she was actually in that first year of G4 and she was on one of those shows and then you didn't see her come back. But it was cool to see that some of these people that, you know, we saw in the, that first year of G4 have gone on to do other things like Morgan Webb and like, uh, so, that's that's good to see, but we'll get to the Microsoft thing in a little bit here. So Game Awards, I'm not going to go through all the. Uh, there was some stuff that we don't really talk about much here that I didn't write down uh, at the time that I had wrote these down. They literally had streamed this, finished streaming it like five minutes ago. So there's probably uh, an article now that has everything all tidy in a bow, but I had to actually write these out myself. So this is what we're going to talk about here. Uh, the esports stuff, content creator stuff, not talking about that. So if you care about those kind of things, uh, you can go find the list and look at those yourself. Um, so let's start here. Some of these I feel like it's fine. Some of these I feel like you got some big snubs. So it'll be interesting to, to see on this. But Art Direction, Deathloop, Kina, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and & Clank, and The Artful Escape. Who do you think is going to win and who would you like to see win? I think Kina might win it just overall. Uh, I would kind of like Deathloop or maybe Psychonauts 2, although yeah. Psychonauts 2 did bug me because, like, some of the the game is almost, like, too colorful in a sense. Like, you can't see the figments that well. Like, you couldn't initially. Yeah, there was times where you couldn't, yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see Deathloop personally, but you're probably uh, Bridge of Spirits. I wouldn't be surprised if Deathloop wins, honestly. I would love to see the Artful Escape win just because of how different it is. It's uh, goofy and and has a lot of life to it and, and what it talks about and just in the, the like all the al- different aliens and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was just very cool looking. And if there's anything that's great about the Artful Escape, it's its graphics and the way that the all the colors come together and everything. In a different way than Psychonauts too, but I just think it looks great. And Psychonauts as well. I think Death is going to win this. Wouldn't be surprised if Tina, uh, considering how many times we're going to talk about Deathloop, I wouldn't be surprised if it wins uh, other ancillary yeah. categories and art direction being one of them because it is very well done. The art direction, you know, especially when they go back to like that uh, 70s look or whatever for some of these like narrative moments with the uh, with the um, what should we call it? whatever the bad dudes are like eight or seven terrible people or whatever they call it. they have a name for them, right? On uh, Deathloop, yeah, they're like the yeah. I forget the name, but yeah, they're like the heads of the island or whatever, right? <laughs> Uh, so best score in music, Cyberpunk 2077. I think it's the only one where I'm kind of okay with that because I've heard that the uh, soundtrack is pretty great. 
I don't know. I, Jens, is, Jens is not on here to really grade that. Or, well, I mean, he'd probably say, I mean, he, of this list, he'd probably say near. Yeah, oh, of course, of course. He uh, I might say near also. <laughs> like, I, I right. remember this, I remember the music in Cyberpunk being, like, bland, and also, like, the one time, like, the rocking song when you're having, like, first-person sex was, like, hysterically awkward. <laughs> oh, wow. That's bad. It's, it's but... you, you are, like, reliving a memory of Keanu Reeves' character, and you're, like, this, like, rock song is playing, and you're, you're like, doing these, like, fl- like flashing between different scenes of him having, like, sex with this woman, but it's first person, and it's, like, so embarrassing. Like, holy Christ. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I feel like that might be the only category that I feel like is okay for I, it to be. See, I, I'll, br- I'll probably say this a lot, but I, I would actually like, like, Tales of Arise for this one. Oh, no, I agree. There are other, this is where I'm at with this, is, like, some of the, I, it's hard to say no to near or Marvels, I feel like, when you're including... The only one I would say this is it's awkward, and it's because I, mean, I haven't played it, so I guess I can't really tell, say, but, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is, like, a weird pick, because, like, isn't that a lot of licensed stuff? Yeah, but that counts as part of your Well, soundtrack, that's, right? that's, like, the weird thing to me. It's, like, this should be, like, best score, and then have, like, a best soundtrack. I mean, if it's, like, best soundtrack, it might win, but I, I just don't know how much score is in that game. I guess I can't... That's the one I can't really judge. And I'm sorry if uh, you were hearing somebody cooking here next to me. I, I try to turn on the noise canceling thing now, so hopefully you're not yeah. hearing it as much. But um, uh, anyway, like it's diff- Like I think that's the thing is they combined it. This year. I think it's a yeah. is. I don't know if it was um, a lazy choice or they didn't. They well, wanted I mean, some awards or they, they probably don't want to. Uh... I mean, there might not be a lot of good, a lot of games with a good soundtrack. No, no, no. I don't want to hear about. There's not a lot of games with good soundtracks. There are a lot well, of good, games good. that had really good soundtracks. Well, good like they just don't have soundtracks. a lot of great games that have licensed soundtracks. But that's the thing, though. It's score, and it's then it's music. So there are different parts of that. Like right, like some of these have music, and some of them have scores. And not every game has a score, but it has music. You know, so. And some of them have both, and that's the thing, though. That's that's why Marvel's is, Marvel is here, is because it has both. It has a really good score when it's not the licensed music, because you hear the score a lot more than you hear the music. The music you're only going to hear during certain parts, and the only time you hear it when you're actually playing and it's magnified is during that where you got to do the huddle and it bl- and it blasts it like you're watching the movie. The other times that it's there, it's like underneath. You're not hearing it that much, so. Yeah. I mean, what, almost, what would you like? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like saying, oh, I can put Spotify on when I play Forza, and it makes the the, the game sound better. It, it's almost kind of like that, really. But the score is really good for Marvel. I mean, honestly, for me, I wouldn't pick um, any of the ones here, not that they don't have good soundtracks. I mean, obviously, Nier has a really good one. Uh, I thought Marvel's was a really good one. The Artful Escape has a really good one. Uh, but for me, Tales of Arise was better. Uh, for me, Eastward was better. For me, De- um, Death Door had a really good one uh, that I feel like is underrated. Kina's is really good, too. So there's a lot here that they could have picked. And I feel like it's it's the freaking Game Awards. They have to go with the big game. They can't give too much. Every, you know, what we saw last year with Hades is a big outlier. You're, you're not going to see that most years. They try to go for the big game because it's yeah. what most people have heard of. And if you turn on to the Game Awards, they're going to be like, oh, I, 
I know this game or I've seen this game in a commercial or whatever. If we put a bunch of indie games in here for most of these categories, people are going to be like, what the hell is this? And then they go watch it or they watch the trailer and be like, oh, God, it's this this kind of shit again. I don't want that. Yeah, but, it's, but that, that mentality is like disingenuous. I, I hate I that. Notice. No, I agree with you. <laughs> I hate that. But this is this is where this is not so much like everybody says, oh, this is the Oscars of video games. It's not. Because the Oscars tries to actually honor the the artsy well, movies. Uh, the Oscars right? aren't trying to sell you shit also. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like, this is more like the Golden Globes or the Critics' Choice Awards or, like, stuff that's – or almost like the VMAs a little bit, too. Like, I'm trying to show you only the big games for the most part. And then the indie games that really transcend, like, Haiti, are the ones that get a lot of plaudits. This is a bad time for you to say this. When this year has been carried by indie games for the most part, and you're still trying to find all the big games to put in here, and I think it's a bit unfair, but whatever. You know, it's a conversation I think we can have, and it would go on and on and revert itself, and I think it would kind of get annoying for most people. But yeah, I just don't, I don't agree. I, these are fine soundtracks. I just think like there were some better ones that they did not choose here. Uh, oh, all like, the, at least yeah, like uh, Tales. Like that's not exactly like an indie game. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Tales didn't get anything else, right? Like, it got its category, which thank God they did that at least, yeah. and that's it, right? So, yeah, that really goes to show you they only go for certain ones. And I mean, look, I get it that this is supposed to be voted for by a committee of journalists, but I don't really know if there is any kind of thought to this or how much. I know supposedly journalists is like, isn't it like 80-20 or 90-10 or something like that? So, I mean, you're talking about supposedly journalists, right, that are supposed to have played, or all of us, that are, we're supposed to have played a lot more different games throughout the year. Not to say, like, listen, like, you can't enjoy your games or whatever, but that's the problem is a lot of times people will go- look at the list of categories, right, or look at the list of games and they'll start thinking about what comes to their head. They're not, most people are not going to walk into one of these things and have a list in front of them of all the games they played this. They're going to start going by what came into their head for that category. And usually, unfortunately, the big games are what comes into their head. Also, there are a lot of journalists that they play mostly the big games because that's what gets coverage for their website more than the indie titles. Anyway, going beyond that, uh, best audio design, Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet and Clank, RE Village, and Returnal. This is more of like, the sound effects, the atmosphere, so, uh, all that stuff like underneath. It's not just the score and the music. You played pretty much all these games except for Forza. What do you think? I might actually say Returnal. Uh, that or maybe like Resident Evil Village. But both had like good atmospheric, you know, sound design to it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm really loving Forza Horizon, like all the stuff underneath. And it's honestly the only game that I can really talk about here. Here. So, um, for me, I guess Forza Horizon, but I would kind of like to see RE Village, uh, win for me personally. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, maybe Returnal takes this one. Yeah. Out of all had, of a, them. had an interesting sound, you know, sound design to it. Uh, best narrative. The, this does include games that I have played and then games that I have heard a lot about, like, really, I should play. I just gotta find a person to play It Takes Two with. Uh, you can speak on that. I've heard a lot of things about Life is Strange 2 Colors is actually really, really good. Uh, you played Deathloop and Psychonauts. I would agree Marvels of the Guardians of the Galaxy should be in here. If there's one category that deserves to be in, uh, it's definitely narrative. 
What do you think? I might say Psychonauts 2. Uh, okay. Had a good, had a decent story at least. I mean, I wasn't huge, like, it's not 100% great, because it kind of sidelined, like, Lily, your, like your girlfriend for like a large part of the game. But the story with like Raz's family is really interesting and, you know, good. I would give a shot for Tales of Arise, definitely. Yeah. Deserves a shot here, because... Well, I mean, ahead, I would say sorry. that, or even, like, Persona 5 Strikers. I'm surprised that yeah, Persona 5's not in here. I think it's more of the whole, oh, it came out in early, the early part of the year, and people tend to forget. Uh, that's the thing, too. Yes, is, as opposed If your to... game comes out, like, before, unless you're a Resident Evil, as if your game comes Cyberpunk out before, like, April, Yeah, Cyberpunk, I don't know what the hell. I think people just, I, I can't imagine you can't think of a better RPG that came Which out came this out... year. No, it, oh, yeah. Cyberpunk came out last year. Yeah, but they do that, right? Because they cut it off in uh, some day in November. Yeah. So, well, Cyberpunk was September. <laughs> like, that's like... Well, that's what I'm saying, though. They cut it off yeah. in November of the previous year. Well, that's, uh, I mean, they kind of have to. Because, yeah. like, it's more of a... You have to, like, get a whole bunch of people... Well, people yeah, you can't have people just come in... You can't have people come in, like, one day before the show and go, okay... Here's the y'all. Everybody you, vote, and you know. Or you can't have a game that goes, "Oh, we released the game on December 29th," and it's like, "Oh, it's the best game ever." But it's like, well, "That's too late." Sorry. Yeah, it's too late. I mean, even for most game of the years, anyway. Uh, like, there's a can of which, like, let's say, like, like honestly, for Halo and Final Fantasy XIV's expansion, those are considered late yeah. for most people's game of the years. By then, you're already announcing your your nominees and everything else, and I mean that so, was uh, like, Final Fantasy Fifteen's problem, kind of, because that yeah. was like that that came out like the end of November for 2016, and yep. at that point it's too late, or you know, almost just just about too late. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and that year I think they had cut it off by then yeah. for sure, so it was not getting any kind of recognition. And then of course I had the problem. But anyway, getting uh, beyond that, I definitely think Tales of Arise deserved a really big shout here. For being an RPG of its length and to actually have a story that from beginning to end actually tells a story and doesn't go way off the beaten path and lose itself should be definitely commended for being, because RPGs don't do that. Most of the time RPGs just go whoosh and it's, it becomes all about saving the world and we forget about our main plot like halfway through and then like what was interesting about the game gets lost to become the, na- the normal JRPG. You're forgetting the other big story-based game this year, Far Cry 6. Oh, yeah. So glad Far Cry 6 at least didn't get plopped in here, uh, for sure. Uh, Games for Impact, for me, these are all really good games. I still need to go play uh, No Longer Home, but I've heard a lot of good things. Before Your Eyes is the game that you play by Blinking, which is actually really, really cool, the fact that that game was made uh, and and gets put out. Unfortunately, not a lot of people have played it, obviously, and it's also stuck on PC, I think. I mean, I've only heard of two of these games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chicory, I love the death, so that will be my games for impact for sure, especially because it was for some reason not nominated in the other category. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, I obviously loved as well. Life is Strange Shoe Colors, like I said, I heard a lot of good things and No Longer Home, I've also heard a lot of good things, um, as well. I hope, I hope Chicory wins this, uh, but I would not be surprised if Life is Strange takes it. It shouldn't. I mean, no offense to Life is Strange, but, like, that's the, the fourth game in a series. Like, how much, how impactful can it be? 
Uh, but I think it's because hers was emotions, right? So it was a little bit different than, say, the others. Her power, opposed yeah. to the other one. Uh, and I'm really upset that freaking 12 minutes is in here as best indie game. That game is, ugh, it's terrible. It's annoying. The ending is awful. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but it is a terrible ending. I'm sorry. I don't want to find out what I find out in that, at that, in that ending. This is getting nominated because of its voice cast. And if you wanted to put it as voice, best, uh, performance or whatever, go ahead, whatever. But best indie game, when there are so many great indie games this year, dang, man, ugh, just awful for me. I'm sorry. I know there's people that for some reason like 12 minutes. That's cool if you did. But for me, I'm just, I can't stand the fact that it's been nominated here. The other four, uh, games, right on. Death Store, amazing. Kena Bridge of Spirits, really good. I've heard all these things about Loop Hero. I just know that it's not my kind of game, and I'm not gonna spend money on it when I know it's not my kind of game. Inscription, I downloaded the demo, I need to play it. I've heard so many people say that they played Inscription, and then all they can do is think about Inscription after they finish playing it. So, I'm hoping that some of that sticks with me in the demo, and then I'll figure out if I wanna play the, pay the $20 for it or not. I don't know. I don't think you've played any of these. Uh, no. Okay, so. I, I play real games. <laughs> hey, don't say that. Don't say that. Um, best action game. Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Returnal, and Far Cry 6. Woo, this category is something. <laughs> uh, Deathloop's gonna win this, I think. Uh, between this list, it should. Uh, I mean, if I you're gonna well, put in the game of the year and not the other game that's here, I think you kinda need to win your category, right? Eh, not necessarily. Well, not necessarily, but you're supposed to. Uh, I would say, well, I don't know, Deathloop or Returnal would be good ones. I don't, Best back act, for, yeah, go ahead. Back for Blood is kind of the weird odd choice in this one for me. but Yeah, I mean, it's in Best Multiplayer as well, but it, yeah. technically it is an action game. It just, I feel like it just came out and it went off a cliff. But, you know, like, also I think it's because the beta came out, he was playing in the beta, then when it came out, it was kind of like, all right, it's there, and then... I just didn't hear much about it after. Like, normally right. games like that, you're hearing a lot of people talk about it. You, not for this. Uh, best action adventure game, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Ratchet and Clank, Psychonauts 2, Ari Village. Uh, well, we know you're say big. Metroid, I'm going to say Metroid <laughs> is going to win this. Uh, but obviously my pick would be Marvel, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I could see Resident Evil Village, actually. Yeah, I could see that too. I'm just saying I would hope Metroid. I think Metroid had a little stink on it just because of the stupid emu sections. Like, people really didn't like that crap. Yeah. But that's the only, like, real negative for that game. Yeah, whereas Ari Village, everybody seemed to like all the sections, regardless of how different they are. Uh, you didn't have much negativity about the game, honestly. So yeah, that uh, that could definitely pull it through here. Best RPG. Oh, for so uh, best, I would say for best action, I'd actually put Persona 5 Strikers, though. Like I said, you know. Yeah, best action, yeah. Or it's just that. best action. I mean, it's, you know, Dynasty Warriors, but it's good, so. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I definitely think Death Story is a shot for best action adventure game. Uh, it's definitely one of the best games of this year for me, and uh should be in more categories than just indie game folks, so whatever. It's, it is what it is. Uh, best RPG, oh my god, why? Cyberpunk 2077, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Tales of Horizon, Shin Megami Tensei 5. That game literally just came out, like, Four days ago, but it's in here. Okay, 
Yeah, so what's the cutoff <laughs> point with this, with this year? I you guess know? everybody probably has had this game for a while. I'm going to imagine if you're one of the big influencers or big uh, websites. Not that. Considering it's only, I'd imagine not, they've at least had it for two weeks before uh, the release date. Because the previews started coming out around then. Yeah. So, and then the review cycle, I think, was like a week before the game. So, I don't know exactly when they did this, but I imagine now that most of the stuff was probably done, like, remotely, it's not people going into some thing and wherever it is that uh, Keeley does this and had them all come to an event to do the voting. They all probably did it at home. It's yeah. This recency thing, I think, is going to be an even bigger thing for this year. I mean, Tails... They should win. Yeah, tails, tails should win. Tails should win. It better win. Um, I mean, I see... the the only other, I mean, I could, tails should win. I could see Monster Hunter Rise winning. I could see just, that too. Just because people are idiots. Uh, yeah. Scarlet Nexus is kind of weird because is that an RPG? <laughs> it has RPG elements, but it's more of an action game. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's much more of an action game. You do gain levels and things like that, but it's it's not. Uh, uh, RPG in the sense like Tales of Arise. Um, so, yeah. Look, look, look forward to next year when they have this category and it's going to be Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Special edition or whatever. Oh, well, no, it'll be, uh, it'll be, what is it, the Starfield? No, it won't. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's the release date, right, that they're trying to hit. Uh, so, best fighting game. Uh, Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles. Guilty Gear Thrive. You reviewed that game. You liked that game. Well, too. Multi-Blood Type Lumina, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, and Ultimate Fighter Five Showdown. It's not a great year for fighting games. Uh, I mean, Strive. Anyway. Strive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Strive, I think. Uh, yeah, I just don't think anything outside of Strive would win. And I haven't I mean, heard no one talk about Demon Slayer at all. That game came out and whoosh, gone. I haven't heard of three of these games. The only one I've heard of was well, Nickelodeon. Yeah. I don't, Melty Blood is probably like one of those, like, if you're really hardcore in a fighting game, you know about it. And Ultimate Fighter 5 Showdown came out as a PS Plus game. There's that. Best Family Game, Mario Party Superstars, It Takes Two, New Pokemon Snap, or We're Get It Together, and New Super Mario Brothers, and Browser Fury. I really hope It Takes Two wins this. Uh, if it's going to win anything, if it at least deserves one award, man, that game is great. I have no idea why uh, New Super Mario Brothers plus Bowser's Fury is on this list. <laughs> Can you even play that co-op? Uh, it has like a two-player mode, where I think the second player is like kind of just like a helper, but it's just so yeah. weird. I mean, yeah, it takes two all the way. Yeah, I guess they had to find the the other the one Nintendo game hadn't been nominated yet. Let's put it in here. All right, cool. Super Mario Brothers <laughs> has like the four player mode, I think. Yeah, that's true. But it's like that's not it's never been good. Uh, Age of Empires Four best strategy game. Sorry, by the way, Age of Empires Four Evil Genius Two World Domination. That's just now hitting Game Pass, and I feel like it's day and date. What the heck? Humankind Inscription and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Ah, uh, uh, yes, the strategy game of Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> I don't know why this. What? Like, did we just not have a? Well, there's no flight sim category, so like, uh, my, my build queue is is uh, full of 747s. Uh, I mean, I would Age say for this Empire one, Age probably going to win. Age of Empires probably going to win. I'd say that or Inscription. Inscription does have a, a pretty good amount of buzz, but I just haven't played it. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy to me. We had to, we had to shoehorn this game in here. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, Flight Simulator. Uh, best sports racing game. This is basically the Forza Horizon 5 category. Because yep. it's going to win. It's not going to be FIFA 22? 
FIFA 22 is good. See, they, they need uh, to have like a best simulation category, and then you could have like Flight Simulator versus Forza. Technically, they could put that in as a sports game as well, right? Because most of these sports games are simulation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I've heard uh, good things about Hot Wheels. Uh, yeah. Was good, good, like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've actually heard decent things about Riders Republic. It's just apparently it tries to do. Uh, it's a new Ubisoft too, game. Like, <laughs> too cool for its own good or whatever. But I think. Did you see the? Uh, this was a while ago. Did you see the Kotaku thing about Riders Republic? It has like some folk version of Gangster's Paradise in it. Oh lord! And like the the first person was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like they recorded like a video of like them just st- like standing still, listening to this like folksy version of Gangster's Paradise, sung by this oh, like man. woman, and it's like, "What is going on in this game?" Ah, uh, okay, we gotta start. Well, we're almost at the end. But I actually have to go pick up my daughter in about thirty minutes, so we're gonna have to. Uh, go through this here. Um, best game direction. Uh, Psychonauts 2, Deathloop, Eternal, It Takes Two, and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, Deathloop's probably gonna win. Uh, even though I, I give a shot to It Takes Two because that's not easy to make a co-op game like that and make it so different each level you go through and everything else and then have a story on top of it and all that. I mean, there's, there could be other games that could be in this category as well. This is one of those like really broad categories. And then we get yeah. Game of the Year. Deathloop. Metroid Dread, It Takes Two, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Ari Village. I would say how do you Ari feel Village. about the list? And how do you uh, feel about Is there a game that you really feel like got something? Like, I feel like Forza Horizon is very interesting that it was not nominated at all, but. People seem to not like that uh, Returnal's not on this list. I couldn't really give a toss. Uh, for me, it'd just be Tales of Arise, because I really did like that game. I would agree. Tales of Arise is my game of the year right now. I don't know that anything's going to beat it with what's coming out. I, as much as I love Halo, I just, unless the campaign just absolutely floors me, which I don't think it will, it's still Halo. I'm, yeah. Tales of Arise is still my leader right now. Um, yeah, I'd say mine too, probably. Like, I really did like that one. Which is like funny because I didn't like I didn't like the Tales game or I don't typically like that franchise. Yeah, but I think it's just the sum of all of its parts. It's just yeah. it's a really well done, if not possibly in the running for the best Tales game ever, and that's that's a lot considering how long that series has been around twenty five years, you know. So yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Definitely a lot of different games here. So I give him that that he did write a lot of different games, but um, I think it was always going to be. Ratchet and Clank over Returnal. It has more of that broad cachet. Returnal is yeah, very yeah. niche, very gamer centric, yeah, yeah. you know. So, you know, then we've also got, uh, Microsoft doing their year, uh, you know, their 20th year anniversary, which again was very cool that, um, we did, th- they did this and they had various things going on here. The first thing they announced was a six-part documentary of basically like the beginning of Xbox to right now, which I love documentaries, so I'm totally down them doing something like this. Yeah, I, we'll we'll probably review it here when we when it actually it comes out. I don't know if it's going to come out like little by little, or they're going to have it all come out at once on December 13th. Uh, I guess we'll see. How I, it seems like it's all coming out at once. Yeah, I'd assume so. Uh, so that's cool. They also showed literally a snippet of I forgot who the heck's playing Master Pop Schreiber. Oh, leave Schreiber. No, no, Pablo. Pablo, Schreiber. that's right. Pablo, his half brother. Um, I like that actor quite a bit. So I'm that, that he's like the kind of the reason I want to see this show. But I mean, you're not really seeing him though. Yeah, I know. 
Well, I like the uh, I like the actress playing uh, uh, Halsey as well. So yeah, you got to basically see Master Chief putting on his helmet, and then they announced that it's coming to Paramount Plus, which is good because I did not want to have to have a Showtime subscription uh, to yeah. have that. That's been so, on like three. Cool. That's 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 moved around like three different times so far. It's like hysterical. Yes, but good to see that it is coming out on Paramount Plus. Uh, the big thing that come out of this, well, two big things. Obviously, the thing was it sucked because it's got leaked that Halo's uh, multiplayer beta, which I will go on the record to say that I did say they would probably release this by itself, and some people at the Outer Haven were like, no, they're not going to do that. That's terrible. How would they release this by itself? It's free to play, folks. You don't need this to play their other parts of Halo. So, like... Yeah. They released it by itself. It's technically a beta until December 8th, but you can actually download the whole game and then you actually have to go through the menu and hit multiplayer and it's there. And you can actually play the academy parts. So I played the tutorial section and everything. People aren't happy with the battle pass. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard that too. The battle pass apparently has a very slow progression. Of course, the game hasn't released yet. This is what a beta is for. So they can actually go and tweak that before the game comes out. But the other one is the 76 Six. new backward compatible titles. Uh, that were added to the series, well, well basically all the, the Xbox One and series consoles. This is the final one. Apparently, they're not going to add any more. Uh, so this is it. I'm not going through this whole list. It's huge ass. It's big list. Uh, it's cool to see all the Zeta lives on there. I'm a big fan of that fighting game series, so that's cool. Uh, if I ever wanted to go back and pick those games back up, I'm guessing this also means they're going to be available digitally, and that's uh, why they're not. Some are. I think like the one that people are kind of questioning is 50 Cent Blood in the Sand. It's not available digitally yet, at least. Yeah, it may take a while for some of these to show up. It's not going to, you know, uh, immediate for something. All of this, this is a lot of games. Uh, it's cool to see the Atogi series uh, get its due. I think that's one that people have really been asking for. Um, so I played those. Yeah, some of the uh, Star Wars games on here, you know. Uh, Starfighter, uh, the Fear franchise, all the all the Max Paynes, which people have really been asking for as well. The funny one to me is uh, Gun Valkyrie, because that's like a a really interesting but bad Sega game. Yeah, Vandal Hearts getting in here as well. So that was kind of cool that you uh, added that. But you can go look at the list. I'm sure there will still be games that you really wanted to be on here and are not. And I'm sorry like, for those folks. Like Jet Set Radio Future. <laughs> yeah, I'm really surprised with their thing with Sega that you know they I have a big partnership with Sega now that they don't I imagine that game the soundtrack is the issue at this point yeah exactly that's imagine like bringing in that game and then like you have to go and put in a bunch of but in you know, three tracks that, but no it's just like there's no point almost to that game if you don't have the soundtrack that's kind of what makes it you yeah. know so uh Phil Spencer had a few things to say here about a game pass being uh, sustainable Obviously, uh, Sean Layden and some other folks have come out recently and said that they don't understand how Game Pass can be sustainable with the model that it has. This is not the first time this has been a thing. He didn't go. Uh, he didn't say like how many subscribers they have right now or anything like that. He basically says that, hey, we're doing the math and we think that eventually Game Pass will be absolutely fine. But right now, it is sustainable. He says, and eventually, actually, it's Sarah Bond had an interview where she said that apparently Game Pass was going to be a rental service. Yeah. Because when they originally were pitching it, Gaines made most of their sales in the first two months. And then since that, they've had a lot of information that comes out because of sales and everything else. 
that actually you're seeing say you're actually seeing games have a sale time of two years actually so that's actually good for gaming that's good to see that even a game that's two years old because of a sale can make people actually pick it up buy it and play it so that's why sales are good people complain about sales but uh, or, you know, sales like, oh, well, damn, I paid 60 bucks for this game and now it's 40 in like two months. Well, hey, again, nobody made you have to buy that game, you know, when it first came out. So that's on you. I don't ever feel bad for people that buy the game because they want a pre-order, which that's not bad either. And then, oh, man, it showed up on PS Plus. Crap. Like, well, you wanted to buy the game, so go for it, I guess. Um, speaking of sales. Some interesting games are going to be on a big sale here at Walmart. I don't know if other places are going to be uh, joining uh, in with that. I know Target and Best Buy are doing, you know, and Amazon probably as well. Yeah, they're probably doing similar sales. Now, these are physical versions of the game. This is not digital. Obviously, Sony and Microsoft will do their own. They always do, but they usually don't match this. Um, usually, when a retailer has sales for these games, they're either like, Microsoft's or uh, Sony's is usually like it's not the same games or they're not as low because they oh, don't yeah, want to. Oh yeah, because retailers uh, are trying to blow, blow it out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> retailers are going to get pissed if they do this. But uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Resident Evil Village, Sonic Colors Ultimate, the Marvel Spider-Man's Game of the Year Edition, uh, all on here. The Crash and Spiral games. This is for twenty bucks, by the way. So that's a pretty good deal for Resident Evil Village, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and all that. Um, and then Outriders as well uh, on this as far as like really new games going. And Super Monkey Ball and Animania. Uh, for 25 this is where I mentioned this is getting a sale. You might want to go and pick this up. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, 25 bucks. Yeah. For Black Friday. Go pick it up, people. Go pick it up. Deathloop as well. Go pick it up. Uh, Riders of the Public, Back for Blood, Monster Hunter Rise, Mass Effect, The Legendary Edition, Final Fantasy Resident Evil, or Final Fantasy VII Remake. This is without the Yuffie DLC, though, so, you know. Yeah, it's that's all... PS4 version. <laughs> yeah, it's already been out. It's already been on this kind of sale before, so that's not really that big a thing. And then some other games that are a bit older, the No More Combat 11 Ultimate Edition, uh, worth noting as well. For $26... FIFA 22, all the, all the Madden, NBA, FIFA, NHL, that's damn, that's a damn good price for all those. Definitely worth picking up if you're a sports fan. And then, yeah, if you're wanting to get like the limited edition, uh, ones, uh, I think, I don't know why Marvels is on here twice. I don't know if that's the special edition or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or it might be the PS5 and, and Xbox Series edition. Far Cry 6 is also going to be there for 35, so if you want get that you can do that as well uh and also apparently as if you didn't know already Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be exclusive to xbox did you really think they were gonna not make it exclusive and, and this is his definitive thing about this it's not about punishing any other platform like i finally believe all the platforms continue to grow but in order to be on xbox i want us to be able to bring the full complete package of what we have and that would be true when i think about Elder Scrolls 6 so and that would be true when i think about any of our other franchises I mean, again, you can be mad about it, but what would be the point of even having Game Pass if you can go buy, uh, you know, Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6 on a PlayStation? So, and then, uh, really quick, the MPD for this year, the Switch is back on top as far as hardware goes. Um, as far as the, uh, NCD goes, 
Far Cry 6 is number one. You get Back for Blood, number two. Metroid Dread, number three. Demon Slayer is sold really well at five. Uh, Madden's still out there. FIFA's still out there. Marvel's Guardians comes in at seven. I wonder if this is where Square Enix is going to start talking a bunch of junk because they weren't number one uh, or something like that, even though they had a ton of competition in October. I mean, come on. That's that's really hard to complain about when you got all that competition and then just rounding it out. The NHLs and NBA 2Ks and all that stuff are in there. Um, like any thoughts? I mean, I'm not surprised that Far Cry 6 is the leader. Metroid Dread apparently is like doubling any of the other Metroid sales. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's pretty much outsold the uh, entire franchise. And it's like, well, That's yeah. really great to see. I'm really happy to see that, honestly, because people are always saying, oh, man, people don't buy Metroid games and all this stuff. And this is why Nintendo takes their time to not come out with one. And so cool to see that people yeah. are actually buying them. Yep. So then we get into some weird stuff with Take Two. GTA Remastered Collection, folks. I'm sure you've heard of it by now. This this trilogy definitive edition. Not so definitive. Uh, the graphics look better, but man, it looks awful on Switch. Uh, the PC version had problems, including the hot coffee mod is still in there. And then also yeah. it had files in there that... Well, it had the whole yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just disabled by some, like, script. This thing is, like, reaching, like, cyberpunk levels of... Well, not as bad as that yet, but it's like, what's going on here? Not working correctly, or there's bugs and glitches and crap like that. To be fair, GTA games usually always have bugs, at least the ones from back in the day. But, not, to this, not to this point, or like, yeah, level. not to this extent, but it's like weird that you call it a definitive edition. And it's like and the it worst really version. Defin- yeah, it's not a great version. Um, I mean, you can tell that they did some changes, right? You can see the hands, you can see all that stuff, but it's just like not the way that it runs and not the way that. You really wanted to come out if you've been hyping. Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't really do a big hype cycle for this. And they just said, oh, hey, it's coming out this day because they knew that it was. And there were also no review copies. Yeah. But I mean, does, I wonder if people really wanted to go back and review. Uh, I think it was good they would. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But I mean, like, I don't know that people want to really go back and review those, you know. And there was an Assassin's Creed writer that came back. One of the uh, McDevitt, uh, he's left earlier this year and has now come back. I feel like it would have been a bigger deal if you're going to say that um, one of the... Well, he was involved for, what, Revelations, Back Flag, Unity, Origins of Valhalla. Pretty big list there. Yeah, the mo- mo- more recent ones. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense if you're going to have a lot more story to write. Try to get somebody back from... Yeah. Right? He's not the original and, guy, but he's up there. Yeah, definitely. And just because... You know, we need to talk about this because it's Dragon Ball. We usually always talk about when they come out with a game, uh, whatever. But this one kind of came out of nowhere here of Dragon Ball The Breakers. Dragon Ball The Breakers is a 7v1 game. Who thought we'd have a Dragon Ball 7v1 game? So I don't know if there's going to be like Frieza or uh, Majibu or other people added, but they the trailer is focusing on Cell and like there's Goku and Bulma and uh forgot Long. the name of the Ulong. Uh they're the main ones uh that they focus on here. I mean I guess like I mean it's a it's a problem because like these games never work. These asymmetrical I mean th- there are ones that do work. Like but it's very small compared to you know okay so never mind, I'm wrong. Yes, you can choose to either be Cell Boo or Frieza. 
or you can be one of the survivors, you know, would be the, the main Dragon Ball characters, which I'm sure they will add more as time goes on, because this is the way Bandai Namco loves to do it. They want to make you buy a bunch of DLC packs and everything. Um, you yep. basically have to find the Super Time Machine to escape the realm. Uh, and this is coming to everything, even the Switch. I'd love to know how that's going to run on the Switch. Uh, about as well uh, as uh, GTA, you know, remastered. Like, my God, really, you couldn't skip the Switch. I mean, like, I know that you're going to want to sell the people on the Switch, but it's like, I don't know if this is a game that you really want coming out on that kind of platform. It's really going to be not the version to buy, considering Nintendo's online system, and then also that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you do have Dead by Daylight and Friday the Dead by Daylight is still great. It's really the one, the one shining light that continues to exist. Friday the 13th was fine until they ran out of content. But outside of that, there really hasn't been a lot, you know, so. What about Evolve? Oh, well, you know, we know how that ends. <laughs> They're working on that. But okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure people will be talking about it. It's just weird. Like, it's weird that we have decided to go and buy this, buy, go and make this. And this be a thing that we're having come out next year, but at okay, least Bandai. it's something unique. It's not yeah. like oh, it's it's not Jump Force Two or Kakarot Two. Like yeah, at least yeah. But like we saw that with that like trading that card game that they came out with, right? Too where it it came out, and are there people that really play that at all? Like I feel like it came out, and then no one talked about it. So. I mean, you can say that about any other card game except for Magic. <laughs> well, no, but that's just like. It didn't even develop some kind of, cause there's, there's some, well, the thing is now there's card games that use card mechanics, like let's say Inscription or Slay the Spire or whatever, you know, and those get talked about because they have other game mechanics, but ones that are only like really card games, right? They, um, you know, they're happening. So, yeah. but all right, I'm going to be going here to go pick up my daughter here. So that will be it for this show. Uh, yep. if you like what you hear, you can always. Um, you know, subscribe and, and everything else. Until next time. Later. Uh, thank you for listening and watching. We'll see you later.